Hey guys, welcome to The Soundtrack, a podcast discussing film, television, and video game music with the fans, geeks, and super freaks. How's everybody doing? It's your host, Zach Demas. I got another great episode for you. Um, But first of all, I realized that uh, in the last episode I said, um, Happy March, but I forget that I released these these episodes at the end of the month, so I might as well just say, Happy May! Uh, that probably makes a little more sense. So hopefully you guys have a great month of May, uh, because that's probably when you're listening to this. So new month, uh, new background music, got some special background music for this episode, uh, because we are talking about Donkey Kong, and I've got a great special guest for this episode. Um, you might remember Sydney Brega from, uh, a while back when we were talking about Mario music. She, uh, is Kevin Ruby's girlfriend. I've had Kevin Ruby on before. Um, but she is by herself to talk about Donkey Kong. She is a Donkey Kong super fan, so I'm really excited. Um, she's not a musician, but she knows a lot about the franchise, and uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. We're just going to talk about the games, And uh, but before I bring her on, I'm going to talk about my top 10 favorite Donkey Kong Country tracks. So we're, we're talking about the original um, Donkey Kong Country uh, trilogy of games. We're going to take a look at how the whole franchise really got off the ground Uh, with these games and this iconic music from David Wise. So uh, it's going to be super fun. I'm really excited. Uh, Lots and lots of music to talk about. I may also talk about Donkey Kong Country Returns in there a little bit too. Um, A lot of music is the same uh, in those uh, those newer games, but uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about everything, uh, see how it kind of translates, see how it's kind of been improved over time and how it's changed. So uh, it's. I'm really excited. It's this. Some of this music is some of the the most brilliant music for uh, video games. Um, it's just great composing. So uh, lots to talk about. You know, when you're talking about video game tracks, um, there's just so many things to pick from. Uh, we'll. We'll. I'll try to categorize it a little bit, and we'll see how much we can shove into one episode. So hopefully you're ready. Uh, this is going to be a really fun episode. Not a whole lot of news to report, so I'm just going to get right into it and just try to shove in as much music as I can. Uh, Let's go ahead and start talking about Donkey Kong Country. Okay, so here are my top 10 favorite tracks from Donkey Kong Country. But here's the thing. The soundtrack overall is so good that it's hard to just pick. The the tendency is to just pick like the main level music because that's usually what you hear. Uh, when you play, because you spend most of your time playing uh, the specific levels, which will have different themes depending on your environment and things like that. But in the case of Donkey Kong, and actually with a lot of other video game franchises, um, classic franchises like The Legend of Zelda, which we'll get to eventually, all these games have such great themes, and they uh, you hear a lot of the same things reoccurring throughout the series. So I think the better thing to do would be to analyze... Uh, the different types of tracks that are in games. So what I'm going to try to do, and since there's so much uh, music between all three of these games, and then not to mention uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, there's just so many tracks that I could talk about. So what I'm going to try to do is talk about uh, a set of tracks as they correspond to each other um, as you hear them in the game. So so I'm going to count down my favorite tracks, and we'll basically track like the progress of a video of one of these video games um through the music and i'll just share my favorite tunes uh that come out of each portion of the game uh from the music that you hear because the tendency is to just talk about the level the music that you hear in the levels because um you're playing the levels most of the time 
uh, unless you're just, you know, sitting on the menu screen and just letting the music play, which happens sometimes. Uh, but so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about each aspect of the game. Uh, so I think we've got like uh, eight or nine categories. I'm not exactly sure how many there are. Um, so there may be like a bonus uh, track or two in there. But my number 10 pick, we're actually going to listen to throughout uh, this whole list. So at number 10, um, even though this doesn't really follow in order, we're going to count these, uh, the, the, um, the different death themes in Donkey Kong are really fun, just short little quips um, that whenever you lose, um, whenever you hit an enemy, uh, or are defeated by an enemy, I should say, you die and you return back to the uh, the map uh, so the level select screen. But all the but all these that you're going to hear come from Donkey Kong Country 2 because those are my favorite variations of the death theme. Uh, you only have the one in the first one, but in the second game you've got all these different variations of that death of that death theme. So I'm going to play for you throughout this list my favorite death uh, variations of the death theme from Donkey Kong Country 2 and that'll be kind of our fun little segues because there's not really much to say about them other than uh they really reflect uh they each they each correspond to the level that you're playing so whatever uh, environment you're playing in whatever level you're at um it'll play a different variation of that theme if you're defeated by an enemy and it's really cool i think it's one of the um the uh understated parts of this game uh it, they're short little things, but it just makes the it ties the game together. You know, it really makes you feel like you're in each level. Um, unlike like the first one, it's a really great. It's it's uh, it's pretty iconic in a way. And I actually ended my little background music thing uh, with that original theme, uh, pretty much as it was in the first game. But but in the second game, they uh, David Wise really takes it to another level. So that you really feel like, um, and also the death theme plays when you fall, um, uh, when you fall off the map as, as well as getting defeated by an enemy. Um, and the first game, I think if you fall off the map, uh, you fall down a hole or something, you, uh, it doesn't play any music, which is kind of weird. I kind of, it's okay. Um, but it's kind of fun. You always get to hear that that theme in Donkey Kong Country 2, whatever level you're playing at. So number 10 is going to be uh, my favorite uh, variations of the death theme from Donkey Kong Country 2. Number 9. Okay, so if we're going to be hearing my number 10s throughout this list, we're actually going to be starting with number 9 uh, in my first uh, actual discussion. And when you really think about it, you don't necessarily have to um, die at any point in the game. So... Uh, the death themes aren't really that critical to the uh, the progression of a game. They are part of the game, definitely, but um, they aren't critical to um, the the progression of the game and and the sense of accomplishment you feel as you get through it. Actually, it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> you don't feel like you accomplish anything when you uh, get destroyed by an enemy. But yeah, so when we first start a game, um, what's the first thing we hear? Obviously, the first thing we hear... Uh, when we start a game, we have uh, a, a good video game and good video game music will, will have a great uh, intro theme uh, to bring you into the story before you even play the game, before you even start. Um, there's always great music that leads you right into it. Um, same with movies, just kind of like movies have great um, overtures or whatever to to get you in uh, into the movie over the title sequence or whatever happens. Depends on the structure of the movie. 
But uh, Donkey Kong has one of the best um, intro themes um, ever, and they reuse it for Donkey Kong Country Returns uh, from the uh, the the first one. So I'll play I'll play both of those for you. And now the Donkey Kong Country Two does have a great one, and also Donkey Kong Country Three is okay. But the first one is great because it it really uh, sets the tone for the entire series, let alone the game. So what's great about it is you start with basically like a black background and then Cranky Kong, who's this old, uh, this really old monkey uh, that, you know, kind of pesters Donkey Kong throughout the game. And it also kind of serves as your guide um, if you need hints and things like that to get through it. Uh, But so he's, you know, like turning this little um, uh, phonograph or phono record or whatever you call it. And, you know, it's kind of a nice little pleasant intro. And it really, what's really cool about it is it is the theme. Like it's, it, you start off hearing the theme right away, but it's just played in a very subtle manner, so you don't really realize what's happening. And then all of a sudden, um, the groove comes in and just smacks you over the head. And literally, Donkey Kong comes in and just jumps right on uh, Cranky and knocks him off this tree. So like you, all of a sudden, it opens up to like a treetop, and Donkey Kong just knocks <laughs> Cranky off the treetop. Um, and he just starts jamming out, and he's got like a boombox, and it's just so great. It's such a great intro. It's it's really funny, and then but the music is also just so badass. Like it just uh, it comes in with this really great kind of a like a retro hip hop funk groove type of thing, and that's what really sets the tone for the entire for the entire game. And then it kind of it brings you into like the menu uh, uh, the the file select screen. So oftentimes in a video game. Uh, there will be a uh, separate intro music and a file and file select music, um, but this I think the first game actually has this, uses the same, so you, it kind of just shifts you into it, so you're still listening to the same song until you start the game. It's just a great idea. Like a lot of games do it the other way, but uh, it's really cool that they just keep that same groove going until you start the game. It really pumps you up. Like it really serves its purpose. That's really what it's supposed to do. Um, aside from the humor aspect, uh, it just really gets you. That's your hook right there. Um, just like any you know pop song or whatever, um, that's your hook to get you into this game, and it, and it does it through the music. Um, how else are you supposed to get excited about it except for maybe you know seeing the box and seeing pictures of the game on the box but you don't really know what the game feels like until you actually turn it on and you hear the music actually before that even you get the uh, the rareware um logo uh music which has its own little bump to go with it so uh that's really the first thing you hear and it's really kind of uh bold and uh, kind of like the Dolby, like THX kind of thing, you know, or um, uh, or like you know, like the MGM Lion. It's kind of like that sort of thing. Um, and then you get like the pleasant little intro, and, and you get the the first your first taste of the theme. Um, so that's the first part of of a, a great game is great intro music, and sometimes there's some separate file select music, but in this game we have just great intro music that takes you right into it. Um, actually, Donkey Kong. Now that I think about it, Donkey Kong Country 2 actually does that. There's a separate uh, title screen theme, uh, and then there's a file select screen. So they kind of change it up a little bit, and they both work effectively. They're both effective. So, so yeah, the first step to making a great uh, video game soundtrack is to have great intro music, and that could mean like an opening cinematic, uh, title screen, or file select music. <laughs> 
number eight. Okay, so we've heard the intro music. We've got a little bit of a sense of what the game is going to be like, but we haven't actually started playing yet. So uh, we have to get into the game now. And what's the first thing that happens when you start the first Donkey Kong Country? Um, you you start your new game, and it brings you to the uh, overworld map, uh, the the level select uh, screen. So you've been hearing this like really crazy, um, uh, very upbeat intro music. Um, with a really with a really pounding uh, pulse pounding beat kind of so all of a sudden you start the game and you get in the first game you get this really pleasant um, kind of jazz uh, piano groove that happens over the the level select screen so um, we have this immediate style shift as soon as we start the game and it's just such an interesting thing it's just such an interesting thing in the way they uh, do that to you they they really like oh I thought this was gonna be like um, super aggressive, intense, but no, it's like the, the, you know, the level select screen is actually where you, you know, kind of take a break from each of these levels. It serves a great purpose, but that's not my favorite, uh, map select music actually, or level select music, uh, in this game. My number eight pick to fit into this next track, uh, in this video game progression is the level select music from Donkey Kong Country 2. Um, so if you've never played the game, uh, just to kind of give you a little backstory, um, you f basically f start the second game where you finish the first game. You finish the first game, you beat the final boss on a pirate ship. And so that's where the first game ends, and then the, the second game starts on that same ship, uh, Donkey Kong's archenemy, King uh, K, K period rule. Um, they have that fun little play on words there. Um... So King K. Rule is Donkey Kong's uh, arch nemesis. So as soon as you end the first game, like uh, he's already up to something else. And what happens is in the second game, King K. Rule captures Donkey Kong. And uh, so now you have to play the second game with uh, Diddy Kong, who is your basically your, your secondary character, Don uh, Donkey Kong's sidekick um, from the first game. So now Diddy is your main character, and then you get a new sidekick character, Dixie Kong, to help you through the game. So, but what's interesting about this level select music is the, the first game, it's very calm, it's it's very pleasant, uh, jazzy, piano stuff, like nice little light percussive thing happening. And then in the second game, you have an immediate style shift, and it really sets the tone for, again, setting the tone the right way for the new game, because now Donkey Kong's captured, it's much more of an urgent, a dire situation. So the music just completely turns around and is very... Um, fast-paced even for even for just being a level select music it's very fast-paced um there's a different set uh, collection of instrument uh sound sounds used uh you have like a like a low brass sound that that plays the melody um and then you've got this really interest interesting string texture um that kind of underlies the uh underlines the driving rhythm of what's going on so um, um all of a sudden you have an immediate style shift and so because it's so practical and it makes so much sense, um, also coupled with the fact that uh, it's a great uh, composition in general, um, with great, I don't think I mentioned it's got great percussion in it too, great snare drum, it's very militant sounding uh, with the snare drum and the timpani uh, coupled with the strings underneath a great strong melody. I think for all those reasons, uh, that's why the, the uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 level select music is my favorite. And uh, it's called Welcome to Crocodile Isle. I should probably mention that these tracks do have names. Uh, this one's called Welcome to Crocodile Isle because you get off the ship 
and uh, you're all of a sudden on a new island. You're on King K. Rules Island. So uh, the first few stages, the first few environments are like uh, lava, uh, marshes. And yeah, so you can just see that there's a lot of danger just when you, um, after you beat that first stage. Number seven. Okay, so at this point, we're now getting to experience gameplay. We've heard two tracks um, that have really set the tone and have, and have told us, like, what is this game going to be like? But now we actually get into the game and we start hearing the level music. Now, that is the most substantial part of the game, and that's uh, and those are the soundtrack, uh, those are the tracks that um, people talk about the most. So I'm going to definitely talk about that too, obviously, but I'm going to actually save the level music for later since it's so substantial, um, and it's the, it has to be the best music in the game because uh, it's repetitive depending on how long it takes you to get through a level. Um, you hear it the most, and it also really, like I said before, with the death music, whatever level you're in, that music really um, m- it makes you feel like you're in that level and you're in that environment. So we're going to leave that for later in the list. But in the case of Donkey Kong, uh, one of the best parts of the game and and playing these levels is finding secrets, uh, hidden secrets and bonuses and all that sort of thing um, that help you complete the game, that help you uh, either gain more lives so that you can keep playing the game longer uh, or like to give you a shortcut to the end of a level. Um, so that you can finish the game faster. Bonuses have uh, do all sorts of things for the, for the game and for the player to feel like they've really accomplished something. And, and Donkey Kong Country games uh, mark your progress through these bonuses. Like they'll tell you uh, if you've found all the bonuses by adding an exclamation mark actually to the title of the level that you're playing. Um, it's really great. And Donkey Kong. Country is one of the best. Actually, all Donkey Kong games. It doesn't, it, not necessarily the DKC series, uh, but any Donkey Kong game r- has been really successful with uh, a sen- giving the the player a sense of accomplishment. And so, another one uh, important part of the soundtrack is giving you music that get that uh, gives you a break from the level music that you've been hearing, um, and kind of shifts your mindset to. Uh, a little bit of a fun uh, activity, like they'll throw like some kind of uh, different challenge at you um, that first you have to find, and then once you get into the bonus, like you have to uh, do something to um, either get extra lives and that sort of thing. So, so number seven on the list is uh, great bonus music. And so for the best bonus level music, I've actually picked Donkey Kong Country 3. And to be more specific, the uh, the intro, the bonus intro music. So we've got intro music for the game, but, and now we also have, by this point in the, in the series, we have uh, the bone, I think it's first established in Donkey Kong Country 2, actually. Um, there's a, there's intro music for the bonus, uh, the bonus level. So... Uh, that kind of tell you what you're supposed to do because in Donkey Kong Country 2, um, they explain to you uh, what you need to do in the bonus game uh, to get what are called creme coins, which help you beat the game uh, 100%. So, but in Donkey Kong Country 3, I think this music was perfected. And you'll you'll notice, and so I just want to establish as we go forward, I think this is the only uh, pick from Donkey Kong Country 3 um, because in in general, I don't think that the Donkey Kong Country 3 music is as good as people think it is. And it's just my opinion, obviously. But 
Um, this is my, I think this is my only Donkey Kong Country 3 pick uh, for this list. Um, but it is great um, intro music for the bonus level. So um, it basically uh, functions the same as in Donkey Kong Country 2, but it's just a better, um, it just feels like a better intro. It's just better quality. It's got, but it's a more complete idea. The, the uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 bonus intro music is just too repetitive. It just doesn't sound. It doesn't sound that exciting. I don't feel like it really does its job like the other intro uh, music of getting you excited to do the bonus. Like you're excited to play the game, but um, that's a that's a different thing. But like the the intro music for these bonuses um, in Donkey Kong Country Two, it just isn't doesn't feel as exciting. Doesn't really get you um, hyped up for it necessarily. Uh, the bonus music itself, once you're in the bonus levels. Um, is basically just like the main um, Donkey Kong theme. The uh, the uh, DK Island Swing is basically what you hear there in the bonus. It's just um, uh, it's just redone for the bonuses. It's so it's basically the same thing. And we'll we'll talk about that later because that has to do more with um, the overall level music. But yeah, so the Donkey Kong Country Three um, intro music for the bonus for the bonus levels is definitely um, one of the, the best tracks in the game. Uh, the best track in the game, in my opinion. Uh, part of the reason why I like it is because it has kind of a funky little um, James Bond kind of a, a reference in there. And it kind of goes into a nice, like, kind of a jazz shuffle type of thing. So it's a great, it's a it's a really fun intro, and that's a, and that's a much stronger hook than the... Uh, the Donkey Kong Country 2 bonus intro music. It's very... We're getting very specific here. Um, uh, but the uh, DKC2 is just too... That that music is just too repetitive, I think, and uh, doesn't really do its job of getting you hyped up to play um, the the levels. And that's the, the, the bonus levels. And that's really the one criticism I have about Donkey Kong Country 2 and the soundtrack. Uh, yeah, so number seven is uh, the Donkey Kong Country 3 uh, intro uh, bonus intro music. Number six. Okay, so let's say you're new to this game. Uh, let's say you're new to playing Donkey Kong Country and... Uh, like I said, you don't necessarily have to die uh, to get through the game, so you may never hear the death music, but you have to be um, pretty much perfect <laughs> to get through it, um, which I certainly was not when I started playing. So chances are you're you're going to hear that death theme, um, but if you hear that death theme too many times, you end up getting a game over. And at this point, uh, we are going to talk about my number six pick, the best game over music in Donkey Kong Country. And my pick goes to Donkey Kong Country 2 again. Um, it's just got a great, even though it's um, even though it's really sad when you get a game over, uh, the game over music in Donkey Kong Country 2 just kind of lets you down really easily. <laughs> um, in the first game, uh, if you get a game over in, in the first Donkey Kong Country, you just get this really solemn um, kind of a haunting ambient thing. Uh, the, and, and you just see Donkey Kong and, uh, Donkey Kong and Diddy are just like beat up. They've got bandages and, and bruises all over and, and they just are, and it's just kind of a still shot of them, um, in pain. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is so depressing. Um, so in Donkey Kong Country 2, uh, it actually, 
the the theme of that game is pirate it's a pirate theme um which is really clever by the way um one another great aspect of those games is the aesthetics but uh yeah so it's a pirate theme so what happens is um the game over text kind of floats down and then it kind of stops right where and it shows uh diddy and dixie have been you know captured and thrown in the brig of the ship because right we we uh we start the game uh on the ship and it's a pirate theme so um that it was really appropriate of them to do that and uh the sound font the uh the sound library that they use in donkey kong country 2 is um is very uniform too you hear a lot of the same sounds um, but used in different ways. So you get sounds that nor- in other um, so- in other tracks in the game that play like kind of happier melodies or like, you know, very upbeat melodies. You get this very somber kind of like a... Um, and the tone of this, the game over music in, in DKC2 is more like a kind of a... It's more like kind of an, oh, well, you know, um, no big deal. I mean, you got thrown in the brig, but, you know, you just have to start over again. Um and hopefully we won't have to do it two more times, but it, it really lets you down easy. It doesn't really make you feel like you failed, you know. Um, games, you know, they want to challenge, a good video game will challenge you, um, but if you end up losing a lot, you don't want the game to like, there's a lot of video games, and I've watched a lot of, oh my gosh, I've watched so many videos of like angry gamers and like uh, gamer rage, and I guess they call it, you know, like being really salty, uh, that's the word they they use a lot uh, in the gaming community, uh, and so uh, a lot of those gamers get really salty, especially when they keep losing. And then there's the game does something to make you feel like like you're a failure. You know, like it's bad enough, like you know you already failed, but um, sometimes the game seems to rub it in, uh, it rubs it in your face a little bit. But Donkey Kong Country Two doesn't do that. It's more like the music really lets you down easy. And the way it re- the way it resolves is just much more pleasant, and it's um, it almost is nice to hear, even though you even you know because losing is bad enough. Um, but when you hear this music, it's kind of more like an oh well type of thing. Uh, so I think it's great. So uh, number six, best game over music in DKC two belongs to uh, best game best game over music in a, in Donkey Kong Country goes to uh, the second game. Um, it just has a great, you know, kind of ends with a with a nice little resolution. Um, I think it ends on like an F7 chord. So it's actually, yeah, so um, it ends with a major third in, in the chord. So it, it sounds a little more hopeful. It's not in minor. And then it's just a really nice bluesy melody played on uh, like muted trumpet. And it kind of gives you hope to like try again instead of being, you know, just rage quitting and all that. So... So even even the game over music can play a big part in the game and make you, you know, feel like you want to keep playing. Number five. Okay, so we've experienced a game over and we just got to shake it off and restart the game again. And uh, but we need a way um, in games like this, we need a way to be able to, you know, save our progress so that we don't have to try and play the whole game all at once and risk getting game overs and going all the way back to the beginning. Uh, and we also maybe play a level that we either want to play again or we missed some bonuses and we want to go back and find them. In games like this, you need really great um, support characters that support the heroes as you're playing the game. And Donkey Kong has just that. There's great, uh, there's other Kongs, uh, they're great characters that help you get through the game. 
So what's great about these characters, these Kongs, is that they they all, they show up in the same universe. Like wh whatever Donkey Kong game you're playing, you're most likely, uh, you're more than likely to find one of these Kongs that's from these early Donkey Kong Country games. Um, they they keep making, uh, they keep reappearing in other games in the franchise, and it's just really great to see them. You know, you you feel an, as much of an attachment to the support characters as you do uh, to Donkey Kong and Diddy and and Dixie. Um, and Kitty Kong, I guess, if you're, if we're talking about Donkey Kong Country 3. And so, obviously, whenever you see a support character, they obviously should get a really great theme. And so, my number five pick, uh, my favorite su uh, support character theme, actually, uh, actually, there's a few, um, and because there's, there's two support characters in particular that I really like. Um, they both appear in the first game, and then the, the same character, and then one of the characters appears in the second game as well, and the third game, I think. Um, and that's Funky Kong. Funky Kong is the guy that helps you get around uh, in, an, like, a, basically it's an airplane that has a barrel, you know, because in Donkey Kong you, you transport through barrels and stuff, you get shot around through, through, uh, through barrels. Um, so you see him a lot, and he's your your main transportation to get to different levels quicker. Um, obviously, levels that you have already played. Not you can't you know cheat and go forward. Um, but then the second character, um, who appears only in uh, the first Donkey Kong Country, and she and she's the one that you talk to to save your game so that you can quit anytime. And her name is Candy Kong. Now the thing that's great, I'll play all their themes. But what's great about Candy Kong is, and it's too bad she doesn't come back, but she's basically supposed to be, like, really hot. Um, like, she's wearing kind of skimpy clothing, and uh, she blows kisses to DK and Diddy. It's really funny. Um, but she's supposed to be um, super hot, and she has this nice little, you know, red and white tent set up, and that's where you, you know, that's how you can tell. And you can see it on the map. You can tell where um, Funky Funky's Flights is the, his, what his place is called. And Candy Save Station, you can see where they are on the on the uh, the overworld map. Even if you haven't gotten to that uh, to that space yet, you you unlock the next space as you keep beating levels. So these Kongs, in addition to Cranky Kong, who I mentioned earlier, uh, these are the Kongs that really help you out on your adventure. Um, they you know give you tips and all that sort of thing. And so you need these characters, and they have, and these characters have great, uh, have great themes to support them. And so my favorite themes, I'm actually going to play both of Funky's flights, the Funky's flights themes uh, from the first two games because they're both great. It's hard to pick between those two. Um, also, Candy Kong has a really great theme. Um, it's very unlike all the other music that in the soundtrack, even the intro music. It's very. Um, it's got a great swing feel, you know, and since, you know, she's supposed to be really hot and everything, it's kind of got this kind of a, like a sultry, you know, kind of a sensuality to this groove that's happening. And uh, David Wise just picks the perfect uh, sounds to reflect this. And it's just really, it's like smooth, like, like brushed snare drum kind of, um, just a really smooth sound. And, and he really hit the nail on the head. Um, so... There, there are all sorts of great themes that uh, that are coupled with these great support characters, and but my favorite ones are Funky's Flights and uh, uh, actually I think it's called Funky's Fugue and uh, Candy's Love Song. So then in the second and third games, you uh, Candy Kong is replaced with Wrinkly Kong, who's a uh, very old, um, like basically your your standard grandma Kong. <laughs> 
uh, to Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. I, they all actually are related to each other. They're either cousins. Um, I don't know what the relationships between all the Kongs are, but uh, like they are actually like all a family. So I would imagine uh, Wrinkly Kong is uh, Donkey Kong's grandmother or or Diddy's or whoever. Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong are cousins. Uh, that's about all I know. Um, it gets really crazy. So, but Wrinkly Kong is your new save person. She's the one that saves your game for you. And she actually has, um, a couple of different themes between Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3. And her themes aren't really that interesting. Uh, but I do want to play for you her theme from Donkey Kong Country 3, because it sounds an awful lot like a certain track from a Super Mario game, that came out, I think, around the time that this game did. Uh, Nintendo had kind of made their uh, made the the transfer over to uh, the N sixty four at this point, but Donkey Kong Country three was released in nineteen ninety six, which I believe was also when uh, yeah ni- uh, nineteen ninety six uh, Super Mario sixty four was released. So so both games so both of those games were released around at the around the same time. Um, so we've got some interesting uh, crossing over. Of some themes here, so uh, so take a listen to this. It's pretty interesting. So the first track was Peach's Castle music from Super Mario 64, um, and then the second track was from Donkey Kong Country 3. It's actually not really Wrinkly Kong's um, theme music in that game, but there's one part where she is playing um, an N64, and it's kind of referencing the fact that she's playing uh, Super Mario 64. So that's just really funny. It's almost like something uh, South Park would do. Um, Matt and Trey have done that with like the ends of some of their episodes. They'll promote their own their own projects uh, like they did it with like Book of Mormon. It's just super funny. And this is this kind of feels like the same thing. Nintendo's kind of doing the same thing here. Number four. So the more we get into this game and use our the, the support characters to our advantage, um, we're able to progress further in the game. Each and so in Donkey Kong and most great video games, when you reach the end of an area or like a, a stage of the game, uh, you end up playing a, a boss battle. And that's where you cha- you test your skills that you've acquired up to that point, And each uh, subsequent boss that you fight throughout the game it gets uh, harder and harder. 
And so we've already faced a lot of tough challenges, but now we get to a boss. And so for a boss battle, we want to really not only have a really challenging and menacing boss, um, but we also really want to have great uh, menacing boss music to go along with it. And I think the first Donkey Kong uh, game does just that with the uh, with their boss battle music. The Bad Boss Boogie, I think, is the name of the track. Um, it's such a great track. Uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 comes pretty close. They're they're kind of the two um, tracks are they're kind of different styles of compositions. The first one, uh, the first Donkey Kong Country boss music is a little bit more repetitive, but it's kind of appropriate. It's it feels more like kind of a it, it feels more like a like a metal groove where you know you kind of have that. Uh, that key change up a whole step um, and then it comes back down so like you kind of um, that's where the interest and the variation in the in the uh, in the tune is created is in the changing keys and in the second uh, boss music I think it's called boss bossa nova in Donkey Kong Country 2 which kind of doesn't really make sense it's, it doesn't really sound like bossa nova at all um, but you have a little bit different style of composition. You have kind of a main theme, and then so basically you have like an A B A C form with that second uh, boss theme. Um, it'll there'll be a main theme that's pretty solid, and then it just kind of bounces back and forth between two different um, uh, passages that kind of escape uh, the original melody a little bit. So they're they're both good compositions, um, obviously. And then Donkey Kong Country Three is just there, <laughs> um, but. But the thing that's great about um, Bad Boss Boogie from the first game is that there's two. I've already kind of talked about mostly about the piano. That's kind of the the staple um, sound that's utilized in the first game. Uh, a lot of the best tracks in the game uh, use piano. You hear it. Uh, you hear it a lot. Um, that's kind of one of the main sounds that you hear in all those tracks. Um, not every track, but um, that's kind of the most prominent sound, and it's and it's very apparent when it's used. And like in as I was talking about with the uh, the uh, map select or the level select music, um, I think in the first game is called Simeon Segway. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we get the piano a lot, but there's actually one other instrument that's used very well, and it's kind of it kind of acts as a counterpoint to the piano because the piano is played in all these very in these more pleasant tracks um, like Simeon Segway, the those types of tracks, um, and then also um, Candy Kong's. Uh, Candy's love song. It's also you hear it in there too. So it's it's used in very appropriate ways. But then you have like that appropriate that that really nice counterbalance um, with this really edgy uh, sustained electric guitar. Um, you hear it a lot at um, Aquatic Ambience, which we'll probably talk about. Has um, has this really nice like kind of a sustained electric guitar that you can kind of hear over the top and. Uh, in this particular instance, in Bad Boss Boogie, that that guitar um, is used as the melody, not just as a as a as a sustained pad, but also as the melody. So it kind of functions in two ways, and it just creates this raw edge to the music. And also, you can also hear it. Um, a great example is in the theme in the uh, intro of the first Donkey Kong Country. So you have these two, like a guitar and piano, like pretty obvious. Um, and pretty simple instrument choices to have in this sort of a game. Um, very uh, popular instruments, but the way they're used, they kind of they kind of counterbalance each other. So you have some very nice sounds and some very raw sounds, some like smooth versus really rough, and it, you get this really nice contrast. So, and not only that, the Bad Boss Boogie just has such a great 
um, underlying kind of a skeleton beat, kind of a skeleton groove underneath that, that keeps the song, it propels it forward. So that's what you really want um, in a great boss music. It's fast paced, um, it really heightens the intensity of the situation, and it just makes so much sense. Even though the bosses themselves aren't the greatest in, Don in the first Donkey Kong Country, uh, the music really supports uh, what's going on and it really makes you, you just become immersed in the action. Oh, also one other thing to add, Donkey Kong Country Returns actually um, adds on to the uh, boss music by actually adding a boss intro. Um, so now not only do you have like intro music for the bot for the bonuses, like to set you up for a bonus level, you get um, this kind of nice little intro music that sets up a boss battle. Um, in Donkey Kong Country Returns, um, you have these these uh, cutscenes, these cinematics that set you up for for every boss fight. Number three. All right, we've battled all the way through this game. We've beaten every boss. Um, we've cleared every stage. We're ready for the final showdown with the final boss. And since we've heard the same music over and over again for the, for each of the bosses, we need one more special final boss track um, to really tie the whole game together, to really make you feel like it's the climax. So it just has to be the most intense thing. It has to, you know, be the most unusual track maybe. And it just really needs to feel final, like this is the final showdown. And so the first two Donkey Kong Country games do a great job of being different from each other. There's great contrast. Um, so I'm going to play actually both of them. If I had to pick which one of them is better, I would have to pick the second one, Crocodile Cacophony. So I'll play that one second. But both of these are great final boss themes. And now the great thing about... The first boss, final boss music for the original King K. Rule battle is is great. It's called Gangplank Galleon, and it's such a clever idea for a final for a final boss music. Because while I did say like the final boss music should be intense, it should also be different. It should stand out from the other tracks that you hear. And since the final battle takes place on a pirate ship, and you can see as you progress through the game and it and you and it brings up the overworld map the 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 entire dk island map um you can see the ship approaching uh from the distance and the and the closer you get to the end of the game the closer the ship gets to the island and it's really cool so the when you finally get when the ship finally docks on the island you jump on the ship and you fight uh k rule for the final showdown so what could be better than like a a really jolly kind of a sea shanty that that uh, brings you in and it starts very lightly it starts very pleasantly and you know it just totally catches you off guard um, so it's it's really super clever this final boss music um, it's so different from any other game even um, as far as final boss music goes a lot of time it'll be a lot of times it'll be really intense um, but this is just such unique boss music and you know it kind of makes sense with the way you have to fight the final boss um, K. Rule kind of jumps around and he's got a, a big gold chest plate and a, and a tall crown and a big red cape. So he and he kind of jumps around and he's kind of he's really big and fat kind of. So um, the music just feels like like it just it's just got this great rumble like you, in in different senses of the word like you've got rumble as in like a tough fight and then also like just the the music seems to have this rumble and this kind of. It's just like a really heavy romp, you know, so um, uh, it w it's great Final Showdown music. I, w I would pick it, except um, the Crocodile Cacophony music from the second game 
it's just so well written and it's just so much more intense. It's got that intensity factor that I really like in a final boss, um, in a final boss theme. So what happens in Crocodile Cacophony is you get this really strong, bold intro, and then you have several different kind of style and feel shifts throughout this one track. And it kind of basically, this final boss track kind of combines a lot of the different um, musical textures that you hear earlier in the in the soundtrack, uh, earlier in the game. You hear kind of the like a, a, a subtle variation of the of the mini boss uh, boss battle, like the regular boss battle music, but you also hear hints of different uh, like. And I should have mentioned when I was talking about the uh, level select music. There's actually two different level select tracks in Donkey Kong Country 2. Um, there's like the the main music, and then there's also like bonus like hidden bonus levels that you um, with those those bonus coins that you grab throughout the game, you unlock these secret levels, um, and you have access to more of the game, and so it brings you actually into an, a different world, so you have a different uh, level select music um, for that section, and so elements from that music um, are combined with just other samples, uh, other parts of the. Um, it's just sampling everything basically so so that's why I really like the uh, crocodile cacophony I really love Donkey Kong Country 2 because it feels really final um, you hear a lot of different elements from earlier in the game uh, and it really just kind of feels like it's culminating in this one final this one final rumble if you will with uh, King K rule you know and Donkey Kong's captured you know you have to rescue Donkey Kong the stakes are really high um, and so all of the uh, already like this intensity that you've felt throughout the game and with these you know really tough levels and you go through really you go through really intense terrain to get there you have to go through brambles you have to go through lava you have to go through like a, a, a spooky gulch kind of a thing you have to go through a beehive like there's just so much danger that you encounter throughout this game that this this final boss music has to top all of that. So, and I think it really is successful in doing that. It's a, just slightly more fun to listen to, in my personal opinion, than Gangplank Galleon. Uh, but that's okay. It's just they're both well-written pieces of music. I just think that the second theme just has a little bit more to offer, you know? Um, and it just feels like the uh, the culmination of everything that you've experienced up to that point. They're both great. Um, do they serve their purpose? Yes, they both do. But... Um, I think Donkey Kong Country 2 is just, and like, that just feels like a more intense game. You feel like you accomplish a lot more in that game, um, with more bonuses and, and these hidden levels to beat. Um, so I just think that, uh, Crocodile Cacophony, great piece of music to, to finish the game off. And that's probably, and that's probably one of the best tracks, um, in the game outside of the level music, which we are about to talk about. Number two. Okay, finally, we've reached the top of the list now. And at this point, this these are the tunes in these games that this is why we keep playing it, you know? And this is what really um, gives us that nostalgia factor since it's such an old game. Um, but these are such strong, well-written tracks and they're well-recorded, you know? Um, a lot of great effort was put into these tracks. So... And we hear these, these are the tracks, these, the, the, the level music is what we hear most of the time because 
it puts us in the environment that we're in. Um, it frames the context of the danger and all this stuff and where we're at in the adventure. It gives us it gives us a sense of accomplishment. Um, and also it just, you know, it has to be um, repetitive enough and, and fun, but fun to listen to that you can keep playing these levels and you can keep playing this game over and over again. So like motivation is a huge factor in this music. So we're going to talk about um, a couple of different ways that these level tracks, the, this level music um, contributes to this game. So yeah, obviously there's so many of these tracks in each game, like this is the majority of the music that you hear in each of these soundtracks. So it's almost impossible, like I could talk all day long, uh, all day and all night about these uh, uh, every one of these tracks because they're so great. But what we're going to try to do is just take kind of the typical um, music and the, the, the typical environments that you would um, encounter in a video game and how these... Um, and, and how they differ from game to game. So we're again, we're going to focus mostly on the first two the first two Donkey Kong games, and just we're going to examine how um, you can do two totally different concepts um, for the same environment. Okay, so for the official number two spot, I'm actually going to uh, first give some honorable mentions uh, since there's just so many tracks I could talk about um, that that they're all great in their own right. Um, so number two belongs to um, the best, I think, and we're going to go with pairs because we're going to compare all of these anyway. Um, number two is the best reoccurring, kind of a, a recurring environmental uh, level music. So uh, like there's lots of different environments that that transfer over from the first game into the second game. So, but they just are kind of reimagined and there's like a new concept for them. So, but these are, but these are tracks that you hear a lot throughout the game. You know, they have to be really strong. They have to really reflect the environment. And there's so many tracks that do this, but, um, and this is a typical environment for pretty much, uh, any adventure game. And that's, uh, to encounter, um, some challenges underwater at some point. So these two themes are great water themes. Uh, they really, they really do a good job of putting you in that environment. It's generally, it's generally some of the more um, sensitive music because it kind of depends on, you know, um, is it rough water? Is it like really calm water? So, uh, and here's, and that's the thing about these two different games is that they cover their bases with these. So um, in Donkey Kong Country, um, the water level music is called Aquatic Ambience, and this one's pretty popular um, among a lot of people that I've seen and heard talk about uh, these soundtracks. Um, Aquatic Ambience is very popular. We open the first time we encounter a water level in Donkey Kong Country is in the first stage. Um, it's just a big, massive lake, and uh, um, the artistry within like these world maps is just so cool and. Um, there's just a way about it. I, I'm not a, an artist, so I can't really talk about that as intelligently. But um, just the way it sets you up, like you you travel across this terrain to get to each level when you're selecting levels. Uh, you you physically you watch your character move across this map and create tracks as you and it tracks you as you you know travel across all this terrain. So you see you come to a water level. For the first time and it's just this big beautiful lake kind of a thing in the middle of a jungle but in the second game you like i said you start on a pirate ship and the first water level you encounter is actually you come down to the bottom of the ship and there's like a big like a big crack in it like there's a big hole 
in the hull, uh, hole in the hull, basically, so that, like, signifies a new type of danger, like a new type of water level, and these are accurately f reflected, uh, within the music. The first one is very calm, you know, big, calming lake, um, still dangerous, obviously, there's enemies, but, but then you've got, like, this, um, like, flood, like, water flooding the ship type of danger, you know, that sort of thing. So these two songs really capture the essence of water levels in not just the, the, this franchise, but um, really in all of video games that have water levels. So here are uh, Aquatic Ambience and Lockjaw's Saga. Okay, so water levels are typical in all sorts of video games, but what about a, a level environment that's unique to Donkey Kong? Um, I don't think there's anything more unique to Donkey Kong outside of maybe the jungle environment. Even, the, even then, the, the jungle environment isn't exactly unique, but it, I mean, it is, you know, about m monkeys. Uh, but uh, when I think of Donkey Kong, I think of those minecart levels where you ride in these carts. It's like a, it's a major change from, you know, constantly running around and killing baddies. There's times where uh, you need to get, you get in a minecart and you do these crazy tracks that just like float in the air and you like jump from, um, from track to track and you try to find, you know, it's like an auto scroller. So you can't, you have a very little choice in, in where you go. Like you have to follow a path that it puts you on. Um, sometimes it'll put a couple of pads in your way and you have to choose. But minecart levels are some of the most iconic levels in Donkey Kong. And so these tracks aren't exactly, um, e even though they're the same kinds of levels, they aren't this, really the same environment necessarily. So this is another, a different situation in where you have kind of similar types of levels, but, but in different environments. So the music has to change accordingly. And so this is another honorable mention um, for the number two spot. These are the two minecart themes. Um, the first one uh, is from Minecart. The first one is called Minecart Madness in Donkey Kong Country, and in Donkey Kong Country 2, it's called Disco Train. And so, uh, Minecart Madness in the first game, it's more of a typical minecart level, like you're actually are in a mine. There's like a big, there's like a backdrop of like a dark mine, you know. In Disco Train, in the second game, you actually visit one of the stages in the game. You visit is a theme park. Um, it's like a creepy, like spooky theme park. Um, and the minecarts that you ride in are like are skulls basically it's pretty cool um, but so like it's kind of creepy but then at the same time you've got this really kind of fun energetic music that kind of counterbalances it um, and so and it's obviously and it's a disco groove so um, it's really fun and there's creative use uses of sounds in disco train like you hear screams as kind of it's 
not really it's not really tonal like it doesn't fit into the uh, tonality of the music um, but it's like a cool um, ambient feature about it um, it gives it a nice little effect and uh, they're just really cool they're re they're really great tracks so here are and so here they are on um, the second honorable mentions for the minecart levels minecart madness and disco train Okay, now for the number two spot, and this is going to also have two tracks, one from each game, um, just since there were so many honorable mentions, um, and it's just so so hard at this point to pick between the two games which tracks are better. So, so we have in so the minecart levels um, and water levels; uh, those are types of environments and level designs that can recur um, throughout the game. Um, that you they reappear and you and you know and they they're more challenging each time. Um, and it's really great, you know, like uh, you have like a big lake in a jungle, but then uh, later on in the game you have like a, another water level, but it's like polluted water um, and it's more dangerous. So um, I think Donkey Kong uh, Country 3 has uh, a water level where it reverses your um, controls when you get in the water. So you you have to figure that out. So those levels and those environments reappear throughout the game, but there's there comes a point in both games where you just need a new challenge like we uh we kind of experience a lot of the same stuff for a while we get introduced to some stuff and uh we have to work through those challenges but then um you know as we get closer to the end we need to feel like we're going somewhere you know because after we after a while we seem to play like kind of similar levels um with just slight differences in gameplay and strategy um, but it, it, there comes a point when you just need an entirely new envi environment that um, becomes more foreboding and, you know, kind of brings on the uh, the ultimate test that's about to come. And that happens uh, in both games. The, the corresponding music in both of these games, they do a great job of, um, they're very well-written tracks, obviously, and, you know, set you up for... Um, these new environments, these new challenges, like completely new, um, something that we haven't seen yet in the game. And the first game, you come to like this abandoned factory um, that, like I said, you know, polluted water. There's, there's a, a, a in this stage of the game, there's some of that. So more threatening, you know, just more immediate threat, like danger uh, environments. So obviously, like a factory is a, is, a, is a great. Um, it's just so out of character too, because you're playing in the, uh, you play through the jungle, you go through the uh, um, like forest and snow, um, and then all of a sudden you get to this factory that's like like a man-made thing uh, that's just so out of place, and so you need music that kind of reflects that, uh, not only the environment but how out of place it is. So in this first game, you get this factory, and the music is called Fear Factory. And it's some of the most, it's one of the most iconic tracks in Donkey Kong. It sounds very industrial. It's kind of got that, that attitude about it. And then the way it's recreated, I'll even play how it's kind of recreated um, in Donkey Kong Country Returns. And it just sounds so great. Uh, it's very industrial. Uh, it's very different from, from everything else you've heard. You've kind of hear, heard like swing stuff and some more ambient music, but now all of a sudden you get kind of a industrial march type of thing. And then, same thing, you get a similar kind of a march um, in the second game, it's called Crook's March, but instead of a factory, we get to like a, uh, like a castle um, as we work our way up this new um, island that we, that we come to on that ship that we started on. 
that which you can see DK Isles from the, from the uh, in the background, which is really cool. Once once you get to that point in the game, and so in Crook's March is it works a lot the same way. It's a very new environment. You only hear this track a couple of times since it's near the end of the game anyway. But it's so great. It's like oh man, we've been needing this for so long in the game. We're we're so used to playing these um, these other environments by now, and they just aren't quite as threatening. They're more um, just in uh, regular environments. Even though Donkey Kong Country 2, I did say, is more in general, like, more dangerous, like with lava and all that stuff. Um, that's only the second stage in the game. And after that, even, you uh, deal with brambles, spiky brambles, and uh, beehives. Um, but then when we get to this castle, it's like, man, we've been needing this for so long. We've been needing a new, um, a new theme to uh, propel us into this, like, basically we're getting into, like, the third act of the game as if, if we're thinking about it like a movie so at this point we really need a new track to bring us to bring us home and to really make us feel like oh man we're really getting close to the end of this game aren't we it's almost like it could be boss music but not quite and so that's why i really like fear factory and uh crooks march from from diddy's conquest so um here are those tracks this is my number two pick um they're just very well structured songs um, with very infectious melodies, and so I really love both of these tracks. I think they both deserve a, uh, the number two spot. It's just too hard to pick between them. Number one. Okay, so here are my number ones. Um, we've talked about a lot of iconic music from Donkey Kong, a lot of iconic levels and environments that you experience, um, but there's just nothing like the essence of swing and jazz in these uh, in these soundtracks. So I'm going to play my two honorable mentions. Uh, the first one is called Treetop Rock from uh, the first game, and then... And then the second one is called Snaky Shanty um, from the second one. It's, it harkens back to the uh, Gangplank Galleon music um, from the first game, so great callback there. Um, but there's just nothing better than the um, essence of swing and like the, the essence of this game. You know, I think pretty universally considered the theme, even though the intro is kind of where you play the main theme of the, of the game. Um, but I think the like Donkey Kong's theme music, like just in general, like him him as a character, um, the DK Island Swing music, the first sound, the first track you hear, the first track you hear when when you play the first game, uh, the first level that is, um, it's obviously not the first track you hear, but uh, just the greatest um, piece of music, the way the instruments layer in the environmental sounds. Usually we get like the environmental kind of aspect like we heard in uh, Lockjaw's Saga um, with kind of the water sloshing around um, we hear and, and the screaming from the, the disco train um, but we hear some environmental sounds right away in the first game so that really set the precedent for um, all of this, the music to come after it. Um, David Wise and his whole team, they just did a great job of putting the soundtrack together and uh, um, it's just phenomenal. Really all, all three of these um, soundtracks are pretty great, but uh, the the first one especially and and the second one really stand out as like some of the best game soundtracks in all of video games. Uh, so DK Island Swing is my number one. I can't imagine it being anything else. I want to go. I'd like to go with a different pick just to you know 
just throw a curveball at you, but I really can't do that. Um, DK Island Swing, uh, the best track in Donkey Kong Country. Oh, whoops, there's actually one more um, that I almost forgot about. Um, from Donkey Kong Country Returns, um, it's basically the DK Island Swing. Um, it's, the, it's the music from uh, Sunset Shores uh, in, in Donkey Kong Country Returns. Um, it's the same, basically the same thing, but um, just kind of updated it a little bit different, um, kind of a reimagining of that, of that theme. So, uh, yeah, so those are kind of the, uh, both the number one, my number one uh, on this list. So, uh, great music all around, and I just, I can't think of anything better. It's just the, it's the trademark of the franchise. And, you know, now that I'm thinking of it, uh, there's just so much music in this game that I, I kind of forgot to um, talk about another aspect of great video games in, in tracking the progression of, of a, a video game soundtrack. A lot of great video games uh, will have great end credits music. So I kind of just skipped it um, because there's just so much other music. Uh, the, the best music in Donkey Kong comes from playing those levels. That's where a lot of that's where most of the emotion comes in uh, playing these games. Uh, but great uh, credits music too um, in a lot of video games. So I just wanted to um, so I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, so please enjoy my number one honorable mentions and uh, my number one pick for best music in Donkey Kong Country. guest time all right i got a new special guest i'm so excited well not really new because you were kind of on and you gave a little bit of input in the mario stuff yes i was like a ghost yeah a ghost but now she is here for the real deal and she's going to talk to us about donkey kong sydney brega hello world i'm so excited for this This are you i am excited are you excited i i'm sort of excited i should have prepared more but no that's fine you know oh we're gonna wing it anyway i was (laughs) I got these questions here. We could just throw those out the window right now. <laughs> um, we've got a little bit of an audience, too, actually, for this one. This is kind of cool. We got uh, my friend Tim Garrity. Hello. Just kind of hanging out in the back here. And then also, we couldn't have Sydney here without Kevin Ruby. He's always got to crash the party, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad we're all here. So you guys can chime in whenever you want. Um, we're just going to be talking about... Donkey, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Did Country. you forget? I almost forgot for a second. <laughs> um, like I've already spent like an hour talking about this, and yeah, okay. Um, so I've got just a few questions here, okay. and uh, so because I want to know your thoughts. And Sydney's great. This is great. This is going to be a great guest to have because she's not a musician. So far from it. <laughs> so so this is going to be great, like experience talking. You know, but she is like a Donkey Kong super fan. So. Um, it's going to be fun to talk about things from a different, a different ear. So I'm, uh, this is going to be interesting. So first of all, um, and you've also played Donkey Kong Country 3 more than me, but so what would you say is your favorite overall Donkey Kong Country soundtrack? Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's 
conquest. <laughs> right. That's uh, a, that's a good choice. Yeah. I agree with that. It's the one you think of when you think of music and Donkey Kong because mm-hmm. it's it's the most iconic. Because <laughs> well, why did you you said before we started you said you made a really good point about Donkey Kong Country too. Yeah. What was it? The <laughs> the um. So you were talking about how the like Donkey Kong Country Two is like the pirate theme. Oh yeah. Like yeah. So everything, everything sounds piratey in that in it that does. soundtrack. So I and I agree that that's a great, a lot of great soundtracks have like really common like instrument choices. Mm-hmm. So you hear a lot of like accordion sounding stuff and and some like trumpety things and yeah. Yeah. And you it's also like more orchestral. Less... Hear the same notes being played mm-hmm. in further into the game like beginning that's good beginning point. notes but they're in a different not way but they're they have different instruments with them so mm-hmm. it makes it sound slightly different but it's right yeah a lot of a lot of reused material kind of but like just changed slightly um cool so yeah donkey kong country 2 is definitely um a good choice um and but here's the thing about donkey kong country 3 that i kind of wanted to say because yeah. earlier in this show i was kind of saying like there's not much in my list uh, of my favorite songs that are from there, cause, mm-hmm. mostly because I haven't played it. But also, the reason why I just don't really like it that much is that it just doesn't sound like quite as updated or innovated as either of the first two. I feel like, the, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I just feel like, you know, Donkey Kong Country 3, kind of the soundtrack kind of takes a step backwards. A lot of people yeah. I've heard have really liked that. Um but just from what I've heard, it just doesn't sound. It sounds cheaper than from Donkey from the first one to the second one. I feel like you had a great um, improvement on mm-hmm. like between those two. Like the first yeah. one's already great, but then when you get to the third one, it seems like it kind of takes a step backwards in terms of. Um, it just the the tracks seem kind of random. It doesn't. I don't feel like it. They make much sense. Some right. of them. Um, but that's just me. I don't know if you have anything to add about that soundtrack because you've definitely played the game more is there anything that gets yeah. stuck in your head from that game that no. would, is good I, no? mo- I mostly okay. played it on mute oh okay it it's not really that great of a soundtrack mm-hmm. i did listen to it during certain right. times but the music doesn't go well with the levels that you're playing mm-hmm. like in the first in the first Donkey kong and the second Donkey kong it kind of has a theme, the music. Right. If it's raining, it has a different sound. If you're in a cave, it has right. the, the misty sounds. There's some sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. And the music doesn't really... The, the Donkey Kong 3 is all over the place. The levels don't really make a lot of sense. The worlds don't make a lot of sense. And the music doesn't mm-hmm. make a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I kind of figured. But from someone who's actually played the game, it's, it's interesting to kind of hear that. Because I've also heard a lot of great things about the game. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it seems cool. It seems like it made a lot of innovations in other ways. Because isn't there like there's like enemies that attack you from like the background and stuff? Do I have that right? There's uh sort sort of. And then yeah, like they kind of use the yeah they use more. You can instead of straight plane, it's kind of there's levels right. where there's a background that you jump to and from. And right. Okay. There's and Donkey Kong Country flying. Returns kind of does that too. Like. Not kind of. It really does that. Yeah. Um, that's like a the main attraction of that game, I guess. Donkey Kong Country 3, yeah, it's it's kind of a mixed bag. You get some good stuff. I think like the some of the music makes sense for like environmentally where mm-hmm. you're at, but um it, they don't really make much sense in terms of the vibe. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Like the attitude just kind of seems 
it just seems really random. Like, and I think the game at, in the in principle is kind of ridiculous because you ba- like Dixie Kong has to ba- basically. It's the game's called Dixie Kong's Double Trouble, right? So it's like you're taking care of a baby, a baby with a onesie <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> onesie. fit in. Um, how how strange is that? Um, there, there are some also, good levels, but it's like, why does every Donkey like subsequent Donkey Kong Country game have like let oh Donkey Kong Country two like Donkey Kong's not there, and then the third one Diddy's not there. It's like well, you, because the second one Donkey Kong got kidnapped. That's, yeah, they're going to oh, that save makes sense. him. But like, Jeez. It's, did you forget the premise of the game? I guess You're I did. Donkey Kong. I call myself a fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like they keep changing so many things, and then it's like the music doesn't really doesn't really help anything. You kind of, I don't really want to play it anytime soon. I don't really have a desire to, but a lot of people like it, so I guess I I can kind of see it. There's some nice stuff in there, but whatever. Um, okay, so uh, so would Donkey Kong Country Two basically be your like f- overall favorite game, or yeah? Okay, so. From the first one to the second one, they kept some things great. The music was great. Uh, yeah. The levels all made sense. They were all fun. Adding new characters is a good thing in the second one. Mm-hmm. They added mostly new animal characters. Which yeah, were that's way true. better. I didn't talk about that. Then the f- I mean, you know, Ram. Yeah, Rambi and On Guard are still are, there. Uh, yeah. But that's a good point. I didn't talk about Donkey Kong has like special animal buddies that help you out you get like an ostrich in the first game and who's supposed to fly but he doesn't he can't and he's wearing tennis shoes yeah (laughs) i'm painting a picture it's goofy yeah it's no it's good um they don't have their own it's kind of interesting though they don't have their own music though do they there's no they don't have their own themes i I didn't really mention that it's kind of like the theme is the level they're in you only really get the spider in certain levels either you can't touch the ground or things like that and so the music kind of reflects that and when you get the rhinoceros it's high high speed high stakes yeah because you can hit everything with your big right yeah it's kind of interesting where the the animal buddies pop up too like they have they come in in different environments it seems like where like the spider yeah squitter um they he's like kind of in like the gloomy forest gulch type of thing like those kinds of levels, mm-hmm. and then and lava levels and honey levels. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, there's lots of yeah the beehive. Those are those levels are so hard. I used to have so much trouble with those for some reason, mm-hmm. and then uh, they had good, but music, really though. cool, cool music. It yeah. was calming because you were inside a beehive, but you right, were it going starts crazy out like that. Hard. That track. Um, there's so much level music I didn't talk about from. Uh, from earlier, like I tried to shove in as much as I could, but there's still some like the the honeycomb levels and like the way that music starts kind of is like like some sort of like muted guitar type of thing. It almost sounds like a kind of a bee kind of a but well, it's not like a buzz, but it's like a uh, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's just such an interesting it, st- it starts really mellow, yeah. I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, it starts really it starts really chill, but then it like kind of it kind of picks up and it's really another really interesting thing is that that music a lot of that music can't um you have to kind of simulate a like a a reverb a reverberation uh-huh. Uh-huh. and like delay and stuff so it's like they used some really interesting strategies to get certain like 
mixing effects as well as the music to like make it sound really cool like the first game there's like some super weird delays i don't know if you've ever noticed it but there's like super weird delays that happen Mm -hmm. like to make it sound like you're in a big open or like in a cave yeah you know um yeah like in those the the first game the cave levels like you can hear like the dripping like water Mm -hmm. or something yep so like there there's some really interesting stuff in in all these tracks that I didn't really get a chance to talk about. So the uh, the other thing that was sort of new music wise in Donkey Kong Country Two is mm-hmm. their ending. Whoever you end as, the character you end as, has their own little celebration song. The girls That's playing true. the guitar. Also didn't talk about that. That's a and good point. The guy's throwing his hat. Yeah, Diddy Diddy's got like the uh, the boombox right in the second. No, she the... plays the guitar. And whips her hair back yeah, and forth. Yeah, Diddy does the, and then Dixie does the, yeah. Yeah. Dixie plays the guitar with her hair. Yeah, so, like, that's the first game when you when you beat a level, when you finish the level, you just exit and nothing. Kind, well, you, he, oh, no, yeah, yeah. would go with No, there's, like, a little jingle. Like, yeah. But I thought it was that's much right. better ending to just celebrate. Right. With there's, like, a target. Yeah, you hit the target, and, like, you can get some bonus items and stuff like that. Um, that's another good point. Mm-hmm. See, I told you, she really knows these games, man. Um, yeah, and so like, yeah, Diddy does like his little boombox thing. So again, it like takes. It's basically the same kind of. Uh, it's the same beat that happens. Like it, it's that's the same. But then like whatever level he's in that you finish, like those two things are kind of combined. Like mm-hmm. the beatbox, the the boombox, like kind of retro, nineties yeah. hip hop thing. Yeah. Um, gets combined with whatever level they're in, so it's like you get these cool. Like there's there's strong there's solid themes individually, but then mm-hmm. they like get m- meshed together and it sounds really cool. Um, great. So, uh, you were putting together a list of tracks. Oh, I was. So individual. So, what are your individual tracks that are your favorite in these games? I only wrote down one. Oh okay. <laughs> oh okay. I thought you. Yeah, that's fine. These are my notes that aren't very good. Don't look at them. Um, okay. <laughs> the it's the misty menace. <laughs> According to the internet, that's Misty what it's Menace. Okay. It's the when you're in a cave. It kind right. of it has a hissing sound, so it sounds like you're kind of in mist. From obviously. the first game. Is that when you're in the oh yeah. It's the first one. First game. And is that's the those are the levels where they're all kind of similar because then you like you have the minecart levels, but then you've got like the mine shaft levels where you're like on those those planks those boards or whatever yeah no it's Um, the one where you're actually in the cave and there's the oh yeah is that the one that's like stop and go station like those levels yeah yeah that's cool and so it's misty it's really nice because it it incorporates all the sounds a cave would have yeah that's true it starts really it's like super ambient right it Mm -hmm. starts super yeah and they have hissing sounds because they have mostly snakes are the bad guys. So that's you have the cool. Hissing sounds and then yeah, kind of the yeah. rolling mist and the gloom and the drips you were talking totally. about. Totally. Yeah. Yep. It's just I like it. That's a cool. That's good. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> like I'm glad because that's like there's a lot of people like there's a lot of really popular tracks, but I think they're all really good. Like every literally everything in the first two games has something about it that I think is really great. Um, but some people, a lot of people talk about the, um, the mine shaft levels from the second game and then yeah. like the, um, what is it called? Like sticker bush symphony or whatever. The one when you're in the, the, oh, no. the bramble levels. No, yeah. brambles. Oh, you don't like that one? No. I used to not like it. I can kind of, I don't like I'm it okay I with never it, beat it 
<laughs> those are those are hard levels. Yeah, it's just weird the things that I've heard when I watch p- other people talk about these soundtracks on YouTube and wherever they just they they all tend to talk about the same ones and I'm just like I don't really know what it is about this one that stands out to them. Yeah. Um I guess well, you the, just have to ask. The minecart is very popular cuz it's it's a minecart. Right. Or it's a carnival. Mm-hmm. So it has kind of a carnival theme. Yeah. And it has that all one these I like. sounds. I, yeah. Like you're on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just like the other, the misty one because that's a cool one. That's I think that's a really underappreciated. Right, it's pretty and much it lets the game it kind of lets the sound effects play out, you know. Yeah. And it's so dark, you know. It's like one of those darker levels, so it kind of makes you feel like it's more da- I don't know, more dangerous or just like yeah. the, the likelihood of screwing up is a mm-hmm. lot higher. Um, cool, yeah. So that's a that's a great pick. I like that one. So, okay, we're all we're just about finished, but I just have kind of a bonus question. Okay. And that's so what's your favorite Kong? Do you have a favorite Kong in and it could this could be in the whole franchise. It doesn't have to be from the first three games. I bet you don't know what it is. You, You're gonna say you it's uh Dixie Kong. No. Because I'm a girl. <laughs> no. I was gonna say Diddy. Oh yeah, he's right. It is Diddy. <laughs> but I was gonna <laughs> <laughs> I like Diddy more than I mm-hmm. like how you can fly with Dixie and all the new things she brought to the game. And I like how you can jump on bad guys no matter what kind of, except for the bees, really, with uh-huh. Donkey Kong. But I like Diddy because he's small, compact, he can go faster, he can still kill people if that right. animals that you can't aren't supposed to kill with his cartwheel. Mm-hmm. And he can jump farther with his little cartwheel thing. And I just like him. Yeah. He's my favorite. Diddy's great. Yeah. What a great character. If he's, I had to pick one. He's underrated. He, he doesn't he, get enough credit because first he gets the spotlight stolen by Donkey Kong and then he gets mm-hmm. the spotlight on his own game stolen by Dixie. I know. Yeah. Dixie she's a girl is, and she can fly and she's awesome. But. Mm-hmm. People tend to use Dixie more in, when, in the second game because she can float through all a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... Then you got like Donkey Kong 64 where you have like Tiny Kong and she can, you know, twirl too yeah. so she can go really far. Um, I, I yeah. also like Swanky Kong. <laughs> only because <laughs> he's so like... Dude, yes. Icky. <laughs> he's like, he seems really he's greasy. <laughs> yeah. He's Because he's like a game show host. Yeah, Swanky is another one of those support characters I was talking about earlier. Um, and yeah, he's got like a, you play bonus. Yeah. I like him because it gives me extra lives when I'm, when I need them, but he does like quiz. Does he do do like a quiz thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And he's got like this like sequin jacket and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's like super happening. And he's sort of sassy. Yeah. (laughs) So wanky. Yeah. I like the, there's so many great support characters. Um, I don't know if I have a, a favorite Kong uh, yours would be um, the girl, the save point, Candy save candy. point. I do like Candy Kong. <laughs> Honestly, Zach, great. I would say your favorite is DK Donkey yeah. Kong. Because, okay, because you literally play Donkey Kong in every I was, Mario Party. I was gonna game. say that. He yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah, I was cool. gonna say that. Um, so I think you'd be right. You you know us and our Kongs. Yeah. <laughs> you do. That's you. You know, our, I know your Kong. True friends know who who which Kong which Kong am I in the Kong verse? Sounds like a Facebook quiz. <laughs> yeah, a BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah, right. Yeah, so um, they're all they're all great. I really like Chunky Kong in um, 
uh, in Donkey Kong 64. Mm. There's so many. That's another thing in Donkey Kong Country 3. There's just so many random support characters. Like, there's new. Yeah. Isn't there, like, a beaver or... Uh, yeah, well... I can't remember. I don't who. really. And then there's like this big golden chicken or something that like you have to go around and do build a boat and then the you get the yeah. pieces from all these random people. There's like a country bear and then there's some oh, other okay. random people or animals, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird game. It's strange. But they yeah. kind of took parts of all the other games that were like leftover levels and put them together. Oh, okay. That's what it feels like at least. Yeah. Those are, I mean, they're all pretty cool in, uh, in one way or another, but maybe one, maybe one of these days I'll get around to playing the third game, and we can, I mean, you're the expert, I, so that, I appreciate all that, your opinions about that, because that's, that's good to know, because that's always some stuff that I just like, is this game really what I think it is, or is like, because people seem to talk about it so much, and I wasn't really sure, but it's good from mm-hmm. like, a, like a gamer's perspective, you know, like yeah. a, a classic gaming perspective what well, what it brings it to out. the table I had to finish out the trilogy yeah you have to yeah, yeah. great super fan sydney Braga. she's super good at this she Hooray. knows her donkey kong um we'll have to i'll have to test you next time i'll have to challenge you with okay some, some other stuff i don't know more donkey Ma- kong maybe stuff. we, we were gonna we were talking about know. doing uh 80s 80s tv i think oh, that yeah. was our next theme thing. songs oh i would be yeah, so good at was... that mm, i almost started singing <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a different show <laughs> okay good well that maybe that'll be our next thing well um i'll let you go thank you sydney brega that thank was you. that was awesome she totally nailed it she was like when she came on the right kevin when she came on the uh the mario episode she was kind of like i don't know if i should do that. <laughs> i yeah. don't know if i know but anything she totally knows, like, yeah she totally games, did so. you know what you should do you should say bye and then i'll say bye and then <laughs> put the, the <laughs> Sorry, put the uh, sound bite of the vulture dying, you know, the, the squawking. The... Uh, yeah. That? <laughs> It'll just be the end. Okay. <laughs> I got killed. <laughs> Is it, am, am I crazy? No. Because like, that was funny in my head. <laughs> okay. No, that's all funny. Cut off this part. Okay. <laughs> no, this is all Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> or you can play my outro music. With what, the boombox. What is your outro? Okay, I'll play the, your outro. The Diddy Kong. Diddy boom Kong's box. your outro music? Okay. Yeah, he's my favorite. Remember? He's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you, Sydney. I, we, I'll see you next time for 80s sitcom themes Ooh. or something. I don't know. Okay. Bye. Mostly. Bye, world. Thank you for listening to me. Bye. Okay, bye. Cut off. <laughs>
Uh, and so my show's on there too, so you can uh, check me out on there. Uh, you can subscribe through there as well. So um, yeah, check out Cast Crunch. It's a great new website for the podcasting community. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Next month, we're back to television in the rotation. Um, so Sydney and I were talking about uh, doing 80 sitcom themes, but um, probably not for the next episode because we haven't talked about some cartoon themes in a while. So uh, I think that'd be a fun thing to do another installment of that. Um, so thanks again for listening. I'm Zach Demas. And go play some Donkey Kong. Go have some fun. All right. Catch you guys next time. Take care, guys. <laughs>